You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 18. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 18. <laughs> On today's topic, the bros will be discussing habits. Uh, we'll discuss things like what do habits mean to them, the different habits that they have in their lives, the difference of good habits and bad habits, and how to break habits, and why it might be important to have some habits in your life, um, just in your everyday run-of-the-mill happenings. And before we get started, we're going to shoot it over to Johnny Boy, who's going to read us a review. Hey, hey, Johnny Boy, coming live. Uh, yeah, we've got a review today, uh, and the review says, love this podcast. They make you laugh, cry, smile, and think. Definitely worthwhile to listen to. I now look forward to the next episode. That is from L. Goody 5. L. Goody 5. Also, thanks, folks, for uh, continuing to do reviews for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's also pretty interesting. We've just recently been able to look and see where some of the downloads are coming from. And we've also uh, seen that we've been downloaded in over 18 countries. So that was pretty surprising and pretty neat for us to uh, be able to get that data. So keep listening, folks. Awesome. Yeah, I would second that. Uh, we do really appreciate. We've had several reviews roll in recently, and, and like we said, we're we're kind of grassrooting grassrooting things here, and so far as trying to get the word out. So we do, we yeah, do grassrooting. Grassrooting, another word for us here. Um, we do really sincerely appreciate people taking the time to write us a review or tell someone you know about the podcast. Help us spread the word. It means a lot to us. All right, fellas, let's roll into the weekly segment of Would You Rather. And oh today, I got the honor of it. I hope it's as good as last week's. I don't know if we'll ever be able to top John. We're, what, what we've decided here is we're going to kind of rotate it around. So next week, Craig Cream will be able to enlighten the viewers with this, and then we'll swing back to John. So we're going to circulate it around, let the listeners get a little insight into how our brains work on what we choose here. All right. Awesome. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren. Craig Cream, coming in hot. Well, I guess I'm going to be consistent. I always seem to be futuristic. So I'm going to go in the future and meet my great-great-grandchildren. I think that – or great-great-great-grandchildren, hopefully. Uh, that would be pretty cool, I think, um, just to see uh, where your children, what they end up doing, and, and their kids' kids – uh, I mean, my ancestors would be neat too, but I think it would just be fun to also see kind of where society is and, you know, what paths all the different 
kids took and what society looks like at that point in time. So I don't know, man, I think I'm gonna go future and, and see my future uh, great, great, great grandchildren. I'm, I'm right there with you, uh, Craig Cream. I would go into the future too and see um, see how everybody turns out, uh, see all, how all that good nurturing that I'm passing along to Tiny and LBJ and uh, Andrew is going on right now, how that would pass down to the generations. The other thing is, you know, with um, looking at your ancestors, you can get an insight of that of just uh, researching some of those things. So you can get a lot of information from that. For instance, my uh, great-grandfather was from France. So several years back, a, me and a buddy uh, went to France and went to the little town of Ballon and got to meet some of my distant relatives that still live in that area. So it was a pretty neat deal. Uh, there was a little church that uh, my great-grandfather built, um, Eugene Hebert. Uh, Huger, sorry, Eugene Huger. Um, so we went to this tiny little town of 200 people, and uh, it was a neat little deal. Me and my buddy pulled in, and they had uh, the paper that was there taking pictures with us. We got to go tour the museum in this little town. They had all these pictures of my family uh, wow. and them all That's in their awesome, bathing suits dressed up to get on the ship to go to the new world, it was pretty neat. Um, so too much Very information cool. available in the past to uh, pass up looking in the future. Uh, what about you, hot dog? Going opposite, going backwards. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there you go. I don't wanna know, well, there's multiple facets to this here. First, I don't really wanna know the future again. Um, I would like to go back. Yes, you can learn about a lot, John. I do agree with that, but to be able to talk to some of our um, forefathers, ancestors, et cetera, I think would be pretty neat to do, especially the ones that came all the way into the country, how they got here, things like that, um, that a lot of us don't know a ton about, I think would be very neat. Family history is really important to me. And I think the future, um, hopefully that's something in one way or another, I'll have some type of legacy pass on and can live through that. Also, only there thing go, that ladies. comes to mind. Sounds like I'm a little hot. hunt. I mean, how many little hot dogs going to be running around in about 30, 40 years, man? <laughs> yeah. Are they going to be like the little, cor the little corn nugget ones or are they going to be full size? Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be bebopping everywhere out there. <laughs> also, when it comes to the future, the only reason I want to know ahead is, so me and our dear friend Greenpaw, I can know if that bet has paid off and everybody's driving in their cars in 38 years now, I think it is, that everybody's in a self-driving car. That's the only reason I really want to go forward uh, is to see if my – Great great grandchildren are rolling in the self driving cars. Yeah. Nice. Oh, would be one way we could settle that and not have to keep going through these different articles at once twice a week. <laughs> yep. We we've been talking about this for a while. We're trying very hard to get Green Paul to, to tune in. Maybe we can bring him on for a short snippet one day. That's yeah, funny. that'd be great. All right, guys. Um let's roll into habits. Give the listeners a, a take on why we think habits are important, etc. What in general comes to mind when y'all think about habits? Well, uh, there's an interesting book um, out there called The Power of Habits. I don't know if anybody has read it. Craig King? Oh, man. I have not read Habits. Okay. Um, and we got some interesting information in that book. Uh, it talks about how habits are formed, how long it takes, that kind of thing. And uh, neurologically, psychology, what happens whenever you do 
create that behavior. Uh, and it's called a habit loop. And that starts off with uh, a trigger. So for me personally, I have a habit of hitting the snooze button whenever I get up in the morning. Uh, that's my trigger in the morning. And it, cre it creates a routine where I hit the snooze button. And then my the third section of that is a reward for that type of behavior. And what I get is an extra eight to nine minutes of snoozing uh, until that sucker goes <laughs> off again. <laughs> but anyway, That's, it's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting book. It's uh, a good read if anybody is interested in that kind of thing. Very cool. When I think of habits, besides the uh, long loose garment worn on the head of uh, nuns, that was one thing that came to mind. <laughs> The habit. I think that's what it's called, right? A habit. Yeah, it is. A uh, habit. So that's kind of cool. Um, I don't wear a habit, but I think of behavior patterns. Maybe um, one definition I found was a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. Which I guess that would imply whether it's a positive habit or a negative habit. Um, some habits are just ingrained in you, and others I think are um, these behavior patterns that may or may not be. Uh, serving you well. So I would never, Matt mentioned discussing habits. I just started thinking about, you know, and I'm sure we'll reflect on all of those. That's the kind of these behavior patterns we have and, and, and whether they're good or bad and, and maybe even how to uh, get rid of bad ones and add new ones or kind of some generalizations that I thought of. So that's what crossed my mind, Matt. How about you, brother? Yeah, man, I think in general, the, the reason I thought I was glad I wanted to hop on board topic wise was, we try on the podcast to motivate, inspire, um, self-reflect, et cetera. And I think this was a good one to um, allow us all to kind of look at maybe some of our lifestyle patterns, et cetera. That's what comes to me. Like a good example, I can't help but think of Dear John again with, well, hey, we're going to go to lunch today. I'm on the way. You want to come? It's a habit of his. He's having a hard time breaking the habit of like, hey, bro, a little bit of early notice. Um, That's called giving the most opportunity available. Oh, that's I, only know, I only know what I know, man. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> that is true. It is John being John. That's for sure. But um, but I think it's a good thing that that can allow us to look into our ourselves, listeners, the three guys here on our lives, and things that are good habits that we can pass along. Things that we can work on doing a little little better with. And when it comes to habits and, and putting something into your life, I always think about the, the old saying, it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's actually a pretty true thing. Like you can say you want, you know, to make working out become a habit or running or something like that, a lifestyle habit, you know, eating a certain way. And it's pretty easy after a few days to, you know, get yourself going, you're uh, running on maybe some adrenaline, things like that. But after a while, it gets difficult, maybe somewhere in the middle of days, 13 through 17, I don't know. And then when you make it there, um, you've kind of ingrained it in your lifestyle to the point, like if you miss doing it, it becomes, you know, you feel guilty for not doing it or all the work you put in, it's not worth it. So what do y'all think about that? What it takes to actually make a habit? That book might have hit on some of that, John. I don't know. Yeah, and it did. And there was another, uh, I actually ran into that statistic when I was looking around uh, about the 21 days. And that was something that was popularized by a book uh, in the 1960s by a plastic surgeon, uh, Maxwell Maltz. Um, and 
his observation was that whenever they did plastic surgery on people and changed their appearance, it generally took them about 21 days for them to get familiar and accustomed to looking at that difference. Um, so that was where that 21 days came in. Um, they've had some more recent um, stuff that they've done that shows that it actually takes longer for most people to get an ingrained behavior down. Uh, usually about 12 weeks. Yikes. Sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> so uh, to really get a habit, an ingrained behavior down is usually a little bit longer than that, but certainly oh, the 21 days is a good start. Yeah, it seems like, you know, the end game of a habit is to get the, the reward, you know, like you do the thing to get the good feeling. And if, I guess if you're going to start a new habit, um, the first day you make that change, it probably won't feel too good or it may, but you know, a consistent pattern, it sounds like 21 days is the magic number um, or, or three weeks that you actually, um, if you do it consistently, then the reward of what you were looking for will come and then it becomes sort of self-serving and it becomes the new stimulus for that new habit. Um, I know it's kind of like a feedback loop. And so that's actually pretty interesting. I think those are some good points, Craig Cream. And, you know, when it comes to habits, I, I wrote down a few in my own life that um, I deal with that I've learned and have uh, made habits. And one of that, and I think I alluded to this on a couple of previous podcasts, or at least on one of them, was prayer habits. Um, you know, every morning, it's like clockwork for me. I have a morning prayer every evening. I have an evening prayer. And then sometime, normally after work, I spend some time just in the Word, reading some scripture, reading some of the notepads, etc., uh, you do that inside that, or outside? Some people like to go outdoors and get some, in the word. Some people like to be in the word outside. Outside, we do know some of those people. And hey, I, I go. <laughs> we're not talking that. I go outside. It's just a little something between John and I and a, a buddy of ours. <laughs> a little shout out to Tug. Um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, but yeah, I, I think the that particular habit in my life is something that I struggle if if I don't can't find a way to do that is a little bit. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing something in my life. So it took obviously years of process to get to that point um, to where that got ingrained in my life. But what are some habits that maybe y'all have in y'all's lives, fellas? Um, let's see. I guess some of my habits or behavior patterns that are consistent is, you know, I like to like to work out or run. The exercise is important, but that stemmed from a pattern I adopted as in teenage years, as I mentioned on previous podcasts, how I'd lost 50 pounds in high school it was a necessity and I guess I'd had bad habits that got me there, but then the goal, the, to lose the weight, um, I guess it triggered the new habit of exercise, which took a period of time before it became a pattern that I consistently did. And to this day, I'm essentially hooked on it. And so I, I can't go more than a day or two without doing some form of exercise. And it's turned into more of a, an emotional spiritual experience for me now. And so that's a big one. Um, that's a positive habit. Um, some of my, you know, I guess we all have positive habits and negative habits. So positive might be, you know, taking care of yourself, maybe. Uh, well, I guess if you think about it, I guess habits can almost be uh, physiological as much as they can be emotional. So a physical habit might be that how you do consistently, whether it's picking something on your, you know, picking your nose or whatever your thing is or going for exercise, but an emotional habit you know, could be the way you behave in a certain situation. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think some of my negative <laughs> behavioral. <laughs> what would you say, Steve? I said the old booger picker habit. The old booger picker. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of those little twitches people get, right? Those little things that you just do over time, consistent little, little, uh, little tweaks and nuances people have that they try to break those patterns. Um, an emotional pattern might be, you know, what do you feel when you're initially faced with the challenge? Is it stress? Is it anxiety? Or is it sort of this overwhelming uh, sense of confidence? I mean, that's not a natural pattern for me per se, but for some people it is. And so those sort of patterns that you try to be aware of and, you know, how can you break the, that, that habit of procrastination or worry or self-doubt? Um, what about you guys? No, those are good points, uh, Craig Crane. Um, you know, for me, a couple of uh, my not-so-great habits. One would be hitting the snooze button, like I talked about. It'd probably be best if I would just jump out of bed and get my day started and not worry about the extra, you know, 8, 16 minutes in the morning whenever I lay around uh, and just kind of doze in and out of sleep. Um, another one that I do is when I'm bored, I like to eat. Um, so I'm with you on that Not a great... Not a great thing for uh, keeping a thin waistline. I don't run around nearly as much as Craig Crane. Uh, <laughs> but on a, on a positive aspect, one thing that I always try to do on a consistent basis and is be punctual. So be where I am supposed to be when I'm supposed to be. And for me personally, if I know that I'm getting close to a deadline, something like that, I get anxious and I want to make sure that uh, – you know, I'm there when I'm supposed to be there because for me, um, you know, time is important and other people's time is important. And uh, I think that's just a way that we can show people that we appreciate them and, uh, you know, we value their time just as we value ours. Um, this was certainly a struggle whenever I met my wife. <laughs> my wife could, be, could not be further in the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> as me. My wife would show up late to everything. So after a period of time, I would just tell her, okay, look, I'm going to go and be there on time and you can come whenever you get there. So that was a way that we uh, originally worked through one of my habits and her habits that were conflicting. Um, and over time, I think she came around to the idea of uh, appreciating appreciating that and she's actually much more punctual now and i greatly appreciate that yeah oh wallace good shout out to that i, I still remember getting some of those yeah. down early on good times right there um <laughs> yeah i think that's a good point we all do have habits that aren't great and i think one of mine is probably i know john probably knows what i'm talking about craig i don't know if i do it so much to him but i like to beat a dead horse sometimes God, dog, I can't believe I even used that saying again. Oh, but, God. Oh. <laughs> you realize that's not even what I was trying to say. But I like to – uh, find all these horses? I like to make race? sure that uh, when I have a deadline or something coming up from work or we've got to do something, I like to make sure people are on the same page. And I sometimes struggle to just say it once and realize that, hey, the people understand what I'm saying. I'll normally circle back three or four times and make sure over and over again we're on the same page versus just kind of leaving it at bay. Another one I got is I like to eat night snacks, nighttime snacks every night about 10, 30, 11. I don't go to bed till probably 12, 11, 30, 12 every night. I like to eat snacks. It's not great for you. More like junk food, peanut butter crackers, some candy. I'm still a kid at heart very much. But when I don't eat them, I could be doing something and come home at 12 in the morning and I'm still going to want to eat that before I go to bed. My body's like so trained to know, Hey, I got to put, you know, four or 500 calories of 
what I would consider junk food, not the great food. It's fun Ooh. to eat though. <laughs> into my body. It's something I've tried to kind of work it work itself out with, but haven't done the best job in the world. And I like it, but it's probably not the best for my sleep habits, my nutritional gain, things like that. How are you so skinny, hot dog? You better watch out. You might turn into a brat doing that late night snack. Kind of reminds me <laughs> of what's on my shirt right now. But uh <laughs> ah, yes, it does. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I, did, I did it originally back in the day in high school to, to gain weight, to make sure I had that weight because I knew like uh, it would stay on me a little better if I ate it right before I went to bed. And those are normally the things that have the most calories in them because I do have a habit. If I get rolling, it's a, not a great habit either of not wanting to eat. Like if I'm real busy in the daytime, I won't think to eat for the most part. So uh, just a couple things hot dogs working working on over here. Well, enjoy it while you can, hot dog, when you get a little bit further. Um, past puberty, it, it'll probably catch up to you at some point. <laughs> How'd you break the habit of cursing? I know in college you used to have a rough temper there, and now you I haven't heard you say yeah. curse words since I've known you, man. Dude, uh, it's actually on my paper. <laughs> trying not to cuss. Are you serious? I just didn't bring that up because it's been brought up so much. I didn't want to bring it up and break Lady J's heart again. <laughs> Oh, man, I've come a long way from those days. And I truly will say I give my buddy John credit for being a nice role model in that aspect. And uh, I actually had someone a week or two ago ask me, they're like, do you ever cuss? And I was like, man, yes, I, did. I used to all the time. Just got a little better. I'm still not perfect. Still not perfect at it. But it was a habit that actually took a long time to break. And I needed a little inspiration um, to break the habit. And I got that from John. Well, not that I was uber seeking it out, but I still remember playing tennis on that serious note. We joke around about that a lot, but it's something I was like, man, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I need to be more like that. Um, which brings me to another point about habits. And that is uh, you can become, if you're looking to change your habits or to um, maybe fix some things that you don't like that you're doing habitually, it's to hang around maybe different people. Uh, I think we alluded to that back in one of the early podcasts. And if you hang around the right kind of people, you can wind up just fundamentally bringing on good habits in your life. Just as much if you were hanging around the wrong crowd, you know, I'm sure maybe a lot of us at some point in our lives probably weren't hanging around the best crowds in the world at times and uh, maybe picked up some habits we didn't like. What do y'all think about that? The people you surround yourself with in life. Yeah, it's, um, I think I heard that you're the sum of the three people you spend the most time with. And so if you, maybe spend time with people with poor habits or, um, you know, destructive behavior patterns, you may find yourself being tempted to go down uh, that path, especially if it's, you know, major habits that could impact not just your life, but those around you, as opposed to little finicky habits like cracking your knuckles and, you know, getting, getting angry. Um, those things can be changed, especially when you surround yourself, you know, find people that uh, are either, behaving the way you want to behave or living a life you want to live and, and, and just, you know, find out what they're doing and, you know, spend time with them. And I think you'll see that you can change over time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Matt. You know, the people that you hang around with can have some influence on you, whether that be positive or negative. Um, and it may be something that you're not even looking for uh, in a positive manner or in a negative manner. But uh, I know personally and from people that I've heard, talk about the podcast saying that some of the things that we mentioned, particularly the cussing, uh, that was something that was just kind of a realization that they had just kind of gotten in the habit of doing on the golf course or wherever it was where they were getting frustrated. And it was just an extra little reminder that, Hey, maybe this isn't 
the behavior that I want to have. And uh, let me put some action steps together to, to cut this out of my life or reduce reduce this from a to a significant aspect. Yeah, John, that's a, a, a wonderful point. I'm glad that other people are are stemming some good advice from the ultimate um, trunk of the tree with yourself there, um, teaching hot dog a thing or two. Hey, what about this? I know we got a lot of listeners out there that have uh, so many have, have kids. Um, what about what y'all try to do with your children? I can't speak to it because I don't have any, but ingraining good habits in them at a young age to you know instill good principles in them. What do you, and or worrying about the people they may hang around with. Y'all got anything you want to shed some light on with that? I was thinking of some of the behaviors or habits that I see in these teenagers. Um, you know, uh, obsessively checking your phone could be a habit. Um, you know, watching TV all the time or, or trying to find yourself, you know, watching TV or, um, you know, even the habit of how you react to your peers. Um, they could be positive habits or negative. So I think in that situation, um, and we all suffer with those at times, um, just trying to be a, an example while they're in the house, you know, show them, um, hey, look, you know, this behavior pattern over a period of time might not be a good thing, you know, try to get some discipline, some boundaries, um, you know, it's set a goal, you know, kind of like, you know, just, let's get a new habit. Our goal is to perhaps use less phone time. So we're going to make that our goal. And then you create restrictions around that and, and limitations. And over time that, you know, goal becomes less necessary and that new habit becomes more automatic. And that could, that's just one example, but you know, that's just something that you could do at least with having kids. Cause this is your, you have a chance to kind of give them all those uh, positive instructions and show them, you know, Hey, this is a long life to li live. And these are negative behavior patterns. And you, you have a lot of friends already who have adopted some, pretty bad behavior patterns and they've seen the consequences of that. So just kind of being there to support them and not necessarily criticize them or, or shame them, but help them see the positive and the negative in what they're doing and, and give them some guidance and some instruction and using your own life as an example. I think that's also a good, a good way to do that. Yeah, Craig Cream, you're right. Um, you know, the digital stuff I think is um, going to be a big problem for the younger generations. Uh, you know, we, go back and forth with that with my 13 year old um, since he's been out of school for a while now, he wants to spend most of his time playing video games and other things like that, which a little bit is good. A little bit is fun. I play with him now and then, uh, but um, hours and hours on a, at a time, I don't think is very productive. Um, and also you touched on discipline. I think that's a, another very important thing, uh, you know, for kids, I think it's, consistency is what's most important. So if they do a certain behavior, they need to know that there will be a certain reaction and it's going to be consistent. And uh, that be behavior is going to be either rewarded or there'll be some type of disciplinary action. And particularly for the younger kids, it just needs to be consistency, 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 in my opinion, because they're attention spans are so short um you know I, my three-year-old he can go from crying to laughing to crying and uh, do 10 different things within that time span so i think just the repetitive um nature of that is super important for long-term um changing any behavior that you're trying to address yeah Absolutely. i think those are some some wonderful points john and i had written this down about the in the kind of 
Craig mentioned bad company or people you hang around with, maybe not the right crowd, something I touched on. And uh, it, it struck a, a, one of my Bible verses I wrote down for today is out of 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And it says, bad company ruins good morals. It's a very short little happening there, but it's very true. Um, you know, we all try to hold ourselves up to certain moral standards and the flesh side of us is, is a, sometimes can overtake the spirit, so to speak. And I, I really do believe the, the habit for ourselves or, you know, y'all's kids, people who have kids is, you know, try to surround yourself with some good, good company and you can keep yourself to a good moral standard. Absolutely. I think that goes back to, um, you know, kind of the thing that uh, Craig Green talked about that you're basically the sum of the three most common people that you hang around with. So um, I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Another thing that I, that came to mind too, that I was, you know, trying to be introspective about myself. And I think again, kind of hitting on the flesh side of us, it's easy to, to judge other people. Um, I think that's a habit that probably all of us have to some form or another. That's just one of those ingrained human habits, not necessarily something we work on or want to have, et cetera, but you never know what someone else has been through in their life or a situation. And until you you've gone through something yourself, um, it, it makes it, I think all of us have a tendency to judge from one way or another. It could be judging all the way to political figures on TV, to our friends, to people we don't know in the street. Um, and I think that's a habit that, that is something that we all continually have to try to work on. It's not to judge other people. What y'all think about that? Yeah, yeah I agree. it is. It, you know, it is, it's uh, I think it's very, prominent um seems to be a lot more prominent in society now i think uh with uh more social media uh, other things like that um certainly on an individual basis too um and you're right it's um it's unfair to judge people you don't know what they're going through you don't know what background they've come from um so i would suggest people just try to keep an open mind and meet people where they are um and that would be my advice. Yeah, I think it's um, it's fun to poke fun and point and criticize. You know, you suppose you see all over, all over the internet uh, other people, but I think it's a way that a lot of people hide from their own insecurities, and and we're all guilty of it because it just it takes the attention off of what's hurting you inside, and you're directing it to someone else. And so when you see someone else suffering or doing something bad, or it, you know deep down it's it's really kind of a, a reflection of yourself so you know that could be a habit to to try to you know if anything look into yourself and if there's things you want to change about yourself you can do that by behaving in a way that would reflect that and the way you interact with others what you say about others and those are I'm like, everybody's guilty of that um but that's you know i think deep down that's something like you said matt look at you don't know what people are going through and but at the end of the day, it's, you know, what are you doing? What are people seeing as far as your actions and, and the way you carry yourself and what you say and what you do and, you know, be that example for someone else uh, that might need your support because Lord needs, knows we need it <laughs> whenever we're in times of uh, struggling or you know, have a, a bad habit per se that we need help with. Amen, Craig Green. Amen. No doubt, brother. I just wanted to go back and uh, you know, this would have been a good time for us to have Lady J and maybe Andy Man on to ask them, you know, their parenting, what they did for hot dog. You oh, can go man. ahead and expound on that if you have any input on it, but it would, I would have <laughs> much preferred it coming from Lady J. 
I'd love to hear what Andy Van would say on that topic. Getting Andy Van on this podcast, I don't, I don't, I can't foresee that happening at some point. Lady J, oh man, I don't know what they would say, uh, to be honest with you. I've tried to be a, as good a son as I can to them, uh, but definitely have failed some in my life. We all have to some degree, but I think one habit that I have really instilled, and I talk about my parents a ton on this podcast, they live a mile from me. They're some of my, Somewhat, I would consider my close friends. I'm, I'm super blessed to have them in my life, and I wear that on my sleeve proudly. But that's speaking to them, it comes to mind. I have it in mind. It's always make sure to try to at least chat with Lady J. Some days I don't get around to being able to talk to any man every single day, but for the most part, talk to them, thank them for, you know, the gift of life, et cetera, spend some time with them because one day they're not going to be around. And that's something that I have made a habit or a purpose in my life. It means a lot to me, uh, which kind of coincides with one of the main things, other things I want to bring up with is your actions normally speak a lot louder than your words. And there's a lot of things or a lot of habits we want to instill or put in our life and being able to walk out on the, the plank, so to speak, jump off the diving board and do it is a whole nother story. And I think what Craig is saying there, you know, people perceive you a lot of times what your actions are. You can um, not necessarily, you can say all you want, but if you don't put it into some form of action or you can mentally want yourself to do something, but if you can't, um, do it, then that's a habit in and of itself. Always saying, man, I'm going to do this, but never getting around to it. Or you let fear creep in the way. And the last little verse I had for today was actually from second Timothy one through one verse seven, where the spirit of God gave us that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And I think the self-discipline part on that is pretty, pretty significant because we are given that ability, that power, and you can do it. It's a mind over matter thing and a lot of things and so forth, breaking a habit or having a habit to attain a goal. What do y'all think about the self-discipline part of it? I, I think that's awesome, Matt. That's a great, um, great scripture verse. It's almost like if you could take on one skill that would create more freedom or joy in your life or one habit you want to change and just do one consistent thing a day, whether it's you're going to read this certain thing, you're going to do this exercise, you're going to write, you're going to learn, you're going to, you know, if you're negative all the time, you're going to try to be great, you know, list 10 things you're grateful for. And then every day reflect on gratitude. And, you know, there's that old saying, most people fail to plan and that's why they plan to fail. So it's not that you have to be perfect. I think if you focus on perfection and the fact that you're not where you want to be, it's going to make you stop in your tracks. But if you focus on the progress you know, no, you're not going to create that masterpiece on the same day. You're going to take a little small single step, one actionable step every day and just be proud of that little progress you made. And don't focus on the winning the race or we talked about in the past, climbing the mountain, you know, just take that one little step, no matter how small and just begin something that matters to you. And I think you'll find that you've accomplished that one step and it's one step closer be grateful for that progress. Um, you know, maybe even have a support group or a friend that you can share these steps with that'll help reinforce it. Someone to hold you accountable if it's a behavior pattern that you're trying to break. Uh, and I think that that's kind of my thoughts on maybe taking those single actionable steps to, to change those patterns. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, um, I agree. That was a, that was a good quote, hot dog and uh, Greg cream. You know, that was good. Also, uh, you know, the quote shows or tells that, you know, we're all powerful, capable of doing whatever we choose to do. Now there certainly are a lot of obstacles that get in our way on a daily basis, but to your point, Greg, 
you know, that's great. Most people start off and they have too big of a expectation immediately. So if you just break it down to small victories, uh, small steps, it's a lot easier to kind of get the momentum going in the direction that you want to go to accomplish that goal. Yeah, well said. And I think uh, last thing I would talk about on that is support systems are good for such things. You're trying to create a good habit in your life, go surround yourself with somebody. I think that that's something we've really tried to, to harp on or quote unquote beat the dead horse here a little bit. All three of us throughout oh, the last several episodes <laughs> is, you know, support systems are key in life and the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. One other point that I want to bring up from uh, the book that I was talking about earlier, the power of habit is that, uh, you know, over time, uh, your brain accommodates to habitual things that you do and you kind of go on autopilot like the uh, Tesla cars and the, how everybody's going in the future, self-driving. And it allows you to multitask and do more activities because you don't have to focus on what your brain has already made those pathways to do without even having to worry about it, think about it. So it's an interesting way to uh, allow us to accommodate to do more things with the time that we have available. That's a great point. You're right. It's sort of like this consistent pattern over time. And if you look at any habit that you have, it's something that you initially started doing once or twice and eventually turned into a, a daily routine or defines who you are. And I think if you look at your entire life in front of you, um, this consistent pattern over time will really define your life. So, you know, if you exercise consistently over 20, 30 years, the, the, where your body will be, your health will be at age 60 or 70, it will be night and day as if you don't. Um, and that's just using exercise as an example. But if you want to improve a certain part of your life, starting those steps, getting those neural pathways, like you mentioned, and then you look at that investment over 10, 20, 30 years. And a lot of us can agree we're not the same person today that we were when we were 18. Um, you won't be the same person or in the same place uh, in 10 or 20, 30 years as you are today. If you just take those little steps, uh, work on those neural pathways, as Steve had said, and, and just look at that goal. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing when you look at it like that. Yeah. I also think that it's important, you know, some of these habits that we have, uh, that you, you know, you do go on autopilot and you don't have to think about, it. you do it without even any, um, any thought to it. There are some important things that you could be missing, like, getting home, um, seeing your family, greeting your family, other things like that. So these are also things that you need to be look at, look on the lookout for to make sure that, hey, you're not missing some opportunities to enjoy some of the things in front of you because it's so second nature to you that, you know, you start, um, you know, going on autopilot. Absolutely. You know, John, Steve, I think that is a, a good point. Two points I got out of that. First, it's like sometimes you can – be driving your car, right? In pretty significant traffic, but yet talking on your phone at the same time to somebody who's called you or, you know, and it could be something myself, I'm driving around maybe trying to negotiate a case or talking to a client. My mind's really focused. And sometimes I get home and I'm like, I didn't even realize I was driving home. Like, how did I even get home? And I think that's another great point too, that you can, a lot of times nowadays, we're all probably guilty of it, be on our phone, texting somebody, reading something on the internet, but holding a conversation with somebody else. And I think that uh, what you just said about missing out in life, missing out on something, you can miss out with, you know, a relationship in your life just by half-heartedly being there because your brain can kind of do two things at once, but not fully uh, be able to appreciate what's going on around you. Absolutely. Absolutely.
All right, guys, let's roll ourselves into our weekly segment of what made you pump the gas and hit the brakes. And I think Craig Cream's gonna take us on here with what made you hit the gas, Craig. All right, guys. So, you know, as you know, a lot of us have been home, uh, self-distancing and we, um, uh, I was grilling the other night, putting a pork shoulder um, on the grill to smoke for a nice 12 hours. And I could hear a lot of action. And I'm, some of y'all may, may or may not know I live on the water and there's a lake behind me and there's a lot of uh, people like to fish certain times of year. Fishing's better than others, but there was a cold front coming through and I could hear a lot of activity on the lake. So I went and turned my lights on and by myself, my girls were already in movie night mode. So they were all showered. I had nobody to share it with. And I started casting and uh, ended up catching like 60 something speckled trout by myself. I mean, I threw a lot of them back. Uh, That's incredible. Too small. And, um, you know, ended up just keeping my limit, but it was, uh, it was Don't a lot incriminate of fun. yourself, Greg Green. No, Don't no. Incriminate I, I released them all. I just kept my limit. He has a lawyer right here. <laughs> but it was a, uh, it was special because you know we, you know, getting out there had a lot of action. It was a lot of fun. Um, just to kind of, you know, it just kind of caught me off guard. It wasn't what I was expecting to do that night. I was expected to go and just set my, uh, my grill up and and let it ride. But ended up turning into a three-hour fishing extravaganza. But uh, it was a good time and I had to enjoy that moment. So it was, got my drilling pumping. Uh, so that was my gas moment for the week. Way to see the opportunity, Craig Green. If only oh, we could have seen his facial expressions when he was landing in those fish left and right out there. Oh, <laughs> I know, that would have been great. That would have been great. Oh, man. I'll, I'll have to make a fish catching expression for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny boy, what made you uh, hit the brakes this week, buddy? Well, today is actually my anniversary. Uh, I've been married for four years today. Um, Happy anniversary. So last night. Happy anniversary. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So last night, uh, my wife and I just took a few minutes and several years back, I made her a little photo album with some of the uh, pictures that I liked uh, that we had experienced together, different events, other things like that. And uh, just looking at the different places that we had been. Um, around the country and had some international trips too so just nice to slow down reflect on um some of the fun things that we've done over the last four years and uh i told her i'm looking forward to another year i didn't say any more than that but. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, i wrote in the awesome. card that i that i left it this morning by our coffee cup and sympathize <laughs> that's, with wallace that's funny oh man <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, no, that's Thank great, you. man. And nice to see the, the soft-hearted sign of, of Johnny Boy over there. That's uh, pretty neat. You made the book for it too, man. I like I like to hear that and see that. Uh, well, look, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in this week. Uh, we hope that you learned a little bit uh, about us and our habits for the good and the bad. and You can take something out of that. Um, as usual, we'd appreciate you hitting us up on social media. Let us know maybe some of your habits. And I would just implore you to... Um, if you got good habits in your life, maybe let other people know about them. Something you've maybe made that was difficult in your life, a bad habit, turned it into a good habit. Let them know. Just like Johnny Boy showing me how not to cuss back in the day, you know? It's always good to show some habits. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast.
perfect timing Sun is shining Nothing more I need yeah. If you feel like this your best life Won't you sing with me?